What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio, shot in the comfort of... Do we want to disclose this location? Do not disclose this location. <laughs> shot in this beautiful, uh, elaborately built set. That's what it is. It is a set. Yeah. It is an off-the-grid set. <laughs> that we have very carefully manufactured to be able to hold things together. I'm Pastor Stewart. With me, as always, is Pastor Brandon Neely. Yes, sir. Um, we're here to talk through some cool concepts. Where, where are we going today, Pastor Brandon? Today on Rapture Radio. Ooh, that was... That was a radio, was a radio voice. voice. I like right there. I like that. That I'm was working on it. Hey. <laughs> that was good. Today on Rapture Radio, we will be asking the question, do we read the Bible or should we read the Bible literally? Oh. Okay. And of course the answer is yes. No. Oh. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. It's yes and. We, we shall see. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Let's roll. Yeah, that's where we want to jump right in. Yeah. Why not, man? All right. Let me, I, do I need to first, um, uh, let me pull up my MeWe account here um, <laughs> and my parlor. No, wait. Can't pull that. All right. MeWe engaged. You engage me? Activate. Let me release my pigeons <laughs> to communicate with my many followers. Hopefully someone out there is able to watch this. <laughs> I have shared Rapture Radio via Pigeon. <laughs> Maybe we should like get those little thumb drives and drop our stuff on them, and then mail them to people. Mm. That would be we could do that. That would be the most effective means. Put them in an uh, envelope and yep. drop the envelope at a secret, disclosed you know location <laughs> under a bench, under a, a park. bench in a park. <laughs> yes, they come distribute they carefully. That's mm. <laughs> coming. Hopefully, we are not speaking prophetically. <laughs> But yeah, today we are going to ask a simple question, but a very, very important question. Do mm -hmm. we read the Bible literally? Okay. And okay. at first glance, of course, this seems noble. Well, of course we read the Bible literally. We believe the Bible. We're people of the book. Mm. We ain't no liberals. <laughs> this is where we, we flash to like, we need to cut to KJV only signs right here. 15, what is it? 1511? 1611. 1611. I'm sorry. I'm 1611. Sorry. <laughs> I love the KJV. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah. So do we read the Bible literally? Of, of oh, Yes and no. Mm. But it sounds noble. I, I think sometimes the question is asked and there's a little bit of, you know, maybe a, a little suspicion loaded into the question. Like, wait, you don't read the Bible literally? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is almost as though our culture, our church culture has already preloaded the discussion. Mm. Mm. Uh, everybody already has the answer in their mind before we even begin this discussion that's very true that's very true and it is a very heavily nuanced question you know yeah. like we got to think through what hermeneutic mm -hmm. what style literature what 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 what, what. there's all kinds that's of right. other pieces to this but 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 you're right the noble thing well we want to say well of course, course i read the bible literally righteous and noble right right but, right, right but it's simplistic Mm. There, there's way more to this than just that. Um, let me give you a, another uh, another argument for what people say why we should read the Bible literally. You know, wouldn't God want to communicate to us in the most plain and obvious manner possible? You know, if God is real and God speaks and He wants to communicate, 
wouldn't he be plain and simple? That's another argument that Charles Ryrie would give and, and, and perhaps Dwight Pentecost and others who would teach that we should read the Bible literally. Wait, his you last know, name was Pentecost? His last name is Pentecost, right. And so, you know, a great seminary professor. That is um, Those fantastic. are classic uh, dispensational premillennial uh, authors and writers. These are the arguments they give. Wouldn't God want to be plain with us? Mm. Why would he want to couch things in riddles and parables well the rebuttal you know, oh, of oh, that wait, is real you know, easy well, yeah well don't get to it just yet though. oh okay just, okay you know. i'll wait i'll wait I'll and wait. and and isn't it not true that the prophecies of jesus's first coming were fulfilled literally like is it not true that he was born literally in bethlehem mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the prophet micah foretold mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was he not born literally to a virgin well yes yes um, but are there more prophecies that aren't quite so literal sure and then, of yes. course, if we don't take the Bible <laughs> literally, how can we even know? How can we be sure what to believe? Right. Is truth even real or objective anymore? Mm. Is this going to mean we all become liberals? <laughs> yeah, really, these, A fate worse than death. That's right. These are, <laughs> probably is actually, the same as death. So, no, no. The, all these are the typical arguments for why we should read the Bible literally. But let me just say, that is way too simplistic. We need to think about this a bit. Hmm. All right, let's think. I'm ready to think. So the Bible, as everyone knows, deals with great themes. An infinite God, omnipresent, omnipotent God, Hmm. offering up a plan of redemption for the ages, Hmm. for the peoples of earth. It's written by uh, dozens of different authors over 1,500 years. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would it not use language? Um, why would it not take advantage of all the many different literary genres mm, mm, available on mm. the planet throughout those years? Yeah, that makes total sense. Should um, all the other pagan religions make use of poetry? But our God only writes in 12-font Roman numeral bullet, <laughs> bullet formation. 0. 0.5 uh, indentations on the margins. No, oh. our God is a poet. He's creative. Arabian. He is the original artist. Mm. He is the uh, he is the one who origi- originated genre and mm. literary literary theme, mm. and he makes use of all of these beautiful God created good methods of communicating. We mm. know that for sure. Everybody knows this, right? We know the Bible is written in narratival form. Sometimes mm. history, gospel, poetry, mm. epic poetry, mm. apocalyptic poetry, mm. etc. There's an entire book in the Old Testament that's it's just a love song, a love poem. Right, right, right. It's just right there in the middle, a love poem. It's hard to even know what to make of that. Right? <laughs> people got ideas, though. Yeah, people they have ideas. ideas. <laughs> and I mean, and think about Jesus' communication. It's constantly, he's using metaphor, mm, mm-hmm. figures of speech, mm-hmm. narratives, stories. He, he even uses parables, and he s- expresses that sometimes he desires that people hear them but not actually perceive them. Hmm. That's right. That's right. So just to say the Bible's literal, God speaks literally. And it says even that he did it intentionally. He's like, I am intentionally yes. hiding this from some of you. Like, That's right. But for others of you, you'll understand. Exactly. And others, he would get together with them and explain the meaning. Right. That's right. So simply to say the Bible's literal, we take it literal, period, end of discussion. It's simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's a really a lie, honestly. It's a, an anti-intellectual ignorant form of propaganda Mm, mm -hmm, um, because mm. people who aren't studied who don't know what they're talking about you know can easily be like amen brother right literal not like them liberals (laughs) 
I, you know, and I'm against any form of liberalism, as you can imagine, as sure. all of our listeners know. <laughs> no questions there. But this has nothing to do with literal. All right. 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 The, the, the idea that the Bible has to be taken literally, period, into discussion is just simplistic. And this, this is not true. This little fact is so helpful to people who are who are coming into the faith for the first time maybe and and all they have is a is a simpler understanding of of what the bible actually is. You know, this is why you need a good church, a good pastor that you can trust that you'll submit to and and really follow not just for a weekend, but for the long Amen. haul. That'll help you grow and mature more and more over time cuz as you get deeper and deeper into Christian maturity, there are concepts like this that will break your brain from Amen. time to time. And sure. you need you need this. You need pastors that you can trust that are going to teach you the whole Bible. It'll bring you along Amen. over time. Amen. Amen. Hey, but didn't uh, Jesus, uh, wasn't he born to a virgin in Bethlehem, just as the prophecies foretold? Isn't that literal? That is literal. That is literal. That is literal. Sometimes it's literal. That's right. Sometimes it's literal. Sometimes it's not. He also said that before Jesus would come, the Bible prophesies that Elijah would come. Wait. That Elijah would return. Wait. Yes. Did Elijah return? That was a big debate in the first century. You remember John the Baptist having to tell the crowds, I'm not Elijah. Oh, yeah, I'm that's not right. Jeremiah. That's right. I'm not the Messiah. Mm. I'm not worthy even to strap the Messiah sandals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They had in the first century a literal hermeneutic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were waiting for literal Elijah. Right. The disciples themselves were confused by this. They asked Jesus, but doesn't it say about Elijah? Yeah. And Jesus says, Elijah has come. It's John the Baptist. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that's right. Because it's not meant to be literal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's typological. Right. And we'll get to that next Rapture Radio. Ooh. How to interpret the Bible typologically. Ooh. Right? That's exciting. That's yeah. a fun one. We'll get you, to that you, later. You want that. Uh, Matthew says when Jesus um, returns from Egypt, you know, Jesus and Mary and Joseph escape to Egypt to, uh, to, to escape from Herod. Right. When Jesus comes back... Matthew quotes from the Exodus, right? The first Exodus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he says, for the prophets say, out of Israel will come my son. Mm. Well, that prophet was referring to the, the Israelites coming out of slavery. Mm. And mm. now Matthew is attributing it to Jesus. Mm. That's not literal. Mm -mm. It's typological. Right. The right. first century church was plagued with a literal interpretation and they were perpetually confused Jesus had to constantly show them that it was speaking of him throughout the entire um, thing of it. Mm. Amen. Amen. There's other things that are clearly not literal. The new covenant promise is that your heart of stone will be made tender. You don't have a literal heart of stone. Right. Right. There's prophecies of the kingdom coming like a mountain. Right. right. The vineyard like being a stone crushed. that grows into a mountain and then takes over the world. Right. Exactly. Oh, the mountain the stories the of the Holy Spirit being poured out on all flesh. There's prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. Some are literal. Many, many, much, muchly. <laughs> Bigly. That's good. Huge. Are not literal. Huge. Hugely. They are not literal. They're not literal. So... Uh, but what about us becoming liberals? How do we even know how to take the Bible? Listen, just because you understand the Bible, as we're going to talk about later, literarily, mm -hmm. and you read it according to its literary genre, right? and you understand it typologically, as the New Testament authors do, right. doesn't mean you're going to be 
begin to deny the inerrancy of scripture or the authority mm. of scripture mm. or the plenary verbal inspiration of scripture. Mm-hmm. You're not going to begin to deny those things that liberals, liberal theological uh, students and liberal theologians begin to deny. In fact, holding to a dogmatic, literal interpretation of every single verse is not only dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that in the literal sense, it's dumb. It's uneducated. <laughs> it's ignorant. Yeah. But it's also impossible. Right. No one believes it was literal Elijah. Mm. When the Bible says that David was going to come, my servant David will rule for rule forever and ever. No one right. believes it's literally David. Right. Everyone believes it's typological. Mm-hmm. Even the people who are like literal, brother, it's all literal. Right. Nobody actually holds to that hermeneutic consistently. Right. 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 So, but the idea that holding to that consistently, which no one can, but people say they do, right, is some sort of buffer against becoming liberal. It's ridiculous. Right. You know who's um, literal. Who? Literalists. Mormons. They're literalists. They, yeah. <laughs> oh, dang. And Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. That's why they have some kooky interpretations. Right. right. The Seventh-day Adventists are also quite literalists. For them, they literally believe the one of the particular editions of the King James Version. Right? The Mormons, wow. for example, believe that God has a literal God the Father. They mm. don't believe in a trinity, first of all. But Whoops. God the Father has a literal body, tangible body. Whoop. Okay. They believe that um, we are made in his likeness and we are therefore, you know, God in ways that we are not intended to be. You'll grow up to be little gods and have a planet and, and God has arms and a mouth and eyes. Hmm. Cults hold to literal interpretations. Right. Selectively, of course, sure. Everyone is selective. But just because you have some sort of a literal hermeneutic does not make you a conservative or a Bible believer or, you know, holding fast to old time religion. Right. No, these are those that's propaganda Mm. that is used against simple Christians. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't fall Mm. for it. Yeah. Don't fall for it. Amen. Amen. I think that helps. The first century church was plagued by this understanding. They were waiting for Elijah to come, waiting for Jesus to the Messiah to come and to rule Mm. on a throne in Jerusalem. That's why they're kind of like, when is the kingdom going to come? They're, un- right. they're confused. Right, right. When, when Jesus told Nicodemus, you have to be born again, do you remember what Nicodemus, how he behaved? He was like, you mean I got to, that's, that's weird. I, how, can't, how could, I can't do that. He's like, you being a teacher of the law don't understand these things? Mm. If I talk to you about earthly things, how am I, how are you, and you don't believe me, how are you going to listen to spiritual things? Mm. Jesus is just like way over their heads. Mm. And mm. it doesn't have to be. Right. Nicodemus, as smart as he was, had a wooden, literal hermeneutic. Hmm. He was confused by Jesus's obvious spiritual metaphor. Right, right. So there's a story like this over and over throughout all the scripture. Jesus says, tear down this temple and I'll build it up in three days. What do the people say? It took our, our father Solomon years and years to build this up and you'll build it up in three days. I mean... Of course, he's not talking about that. No, of obviously. course he's not. Right. See, that's why the, the Bible's not like that. Right, right. But they were plagued with a, a literal interpretation. Mm. That's why for so much of the, uh, the truths of the Messiah and the kingdom are, were confusing to them. Mm. Jesus had to take the disciples on the road to Emmaus and show them, hey, it's all pointing to me. Mm. And they were like, oh, boom. It was like he light, enlightened their minds by showing them a proper typological, Christological, et cetera, et cetera, hermeneutic. Right, right. Mm. Not a literal one. Not this, uh, take it all literal all the time. Sometimes it's literal. Right. 
I, and I think when it's literal, it's literal, and everyone, you can see that it's literal. Right, right. Well, historical so. narrative, duh. Obviously, yeah, yeah, literal. exactly. <laughs> when Luke opens up in the in the reign of Tiberius Caesar, in the you know the third year of Herod Antipas, like okay, right. we're getting into some historical right. facts. Obviously, here. literal. Exactly. Right. So we have to learn to read the Bible literarily, not literal. Ooh. Right. Many Christians today are plagued by the same. Uh, Hermeneutic. They're plagued by a literalist hermeneutic. Hmm. Okay. And in fact, we've all been raised on this. Yeah, I'd say that's that's relatively true. At least whenever you become a Christian, it seems like you yeah. If get... you're if you've grown up in Christianity, mm-hmm. um, or if you've had an extended period of time in this literalist hermeneutic world, mm-hmm. your framework is designed by it. Right. Your, your worldview is is. In, it, it's captured by it. Yeah, it's yeah. a faux literalism. It's not real literalism. Do you think people who grew up in the church, the typical American Western church, do you think that those people are more at risk for this than than folks who maybe didn't grow up in church? I I believe that someone who grew up in a typical American church, or who's been you know who has been a quick study in traditional evangelical hermeneutic of literalism, mm-hmm. which has been pretty dominant you know, over the last 70 years, yeah, that they have a worldview, they have a view of philo- a philosophy of history and a framework that they aren't even aware they have. Mm. That, mm. It's, that it's a lens through which they hear and see the Bible. And, it, and, and so much of their understanding has been colored right. by this faux literalistic hermeneutic, which mm. has completely botched all manner of interpretation. Right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In, in in some places, it's so bad that they've created an alternate form of salvation for Israelites and for Christians. Yes, and we'll get in, we're going to get into this throughout um, you yeah. know the next few Raptor radios. Yeah, but what I want the point I want to make before we you know wrap this all up is that it's deep. It's in our blood. It's in the air we breathe. Mm. And mm. um and that's why I think folks can say today, brother Jesus is on the throne. But yet in their mind, on paper, they believe that the millennial kingdom where Jesus rules from the throne of David is in the future. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, which is it? Which is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he on the throne? Not on the throne? Please unpack that for me. Yeah. He is on the throne. It's a heavenly throne. It's not originating in this world. Mm -hmm. It's not a literal kingdom on a literal throne in literal Jerusalem next to a literal temple. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. It's much more complex than that. It, it, it's, it, but when you have been raised on this stuff, mm-hmm. you, you just hold to, you have intellectual schizophrenia. You mm-hmm. say Jesus is on the throne, but you don't, in your, in, when you write it all down on paper, have any understanding how that can be true, yet he's also not on the throne. He's, or there's a throne now, but then there's going to be a throne later. Mm-hmm. Right? They can say Jesus is on the throne. They can see in history that the gospel is going everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this world going to hell in a handbasket. You know, things are getting bad. The Bible never says that. It never teaches hmm. that the future of this world is horrible and there's going to be five Christians left right at the very end. Hmm. The Bible does not teach that anywhere. Hmm. At, in Adam, the future was bleak. Yep. And doomed to go through a flood. Right. Then a Tower of Babel. Right. Then Exodus into Egypt. Mm-hmm. Then exile into Babylon. Mm-hmm. Then judgment under the Romans. But the new world, ruled over by the new Adam, the future is not bleak. 
That's the whole point of the transition from the old to the new covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you transition to the new covenant and Jesus Christ is ruling on the throne, nowhere does the Bible teach that the future is horrible and, and, and headed to despair. Mm. It in fact teaches that while there will be trials and sufferings and the kingdom doesn't advance, you know, like by napping, right? <laughs> right. It's a struggle. Right. It's a fight. Sure. But that all nations will come to the Lord, mm. that mm. the fullness of the earth will belong to the Lord, mm. that the gospel will go out. And we already see it happening. Right. I will submit and this is just a submission. This is not dogmatic. Okay. But that the literalist hermeneutic is so deep in us that people can agree with almost everything I said, but they still will be like, no, future's bad. Future's bad. Because that's what the literalist hermeneutic taught for so many years, mm. beating it uh, into our heads. How did it teach that? You're talking specifically about Revelation. When you go to the scripture with a literalist interpretation mm-hmm. and you follow that dispensational mindset mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you separate Israel here and the church here and you try to then take that literalist interpretation to the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. what comes out the other end is a whole lot of negativity mm-hmm. about society at large. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah, I could see it. So they'll be like, Jesus says to go to the, to the nations, teach them, baptize them, make disciples. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Amen. But then in their mind, they're thinking, yeah, but don't get your hopes up too much. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're going to have very little success. Snatch a few brands from the fire here or there before everything goes. Hmm. No. Hmm. That's not the demeanor of Jesus. Right. You know, Jesus is a conqueror standing on a mountain overlooking all the kingdoms that Satan had promised him. Mm. He was like, no, hold that. Hold that thought, Satan. <laughs> right? then he I'm going to take these them. on my terms. I'm going to take all of these. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to stand on a mountain, you know, transfigure myself before you. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, then I'm gonna, later I'm going to stand on a, on a mountain. I'm going to start to ascend into heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stand mm-hmm. on a mountain looking out all over all the kingdoms and say, all authority. It's all mine. Mm-hmm. Go. Like, and then we're like, well, but you know, but not all authority, we're missing the point. (laughs) And it's such a bummer too, because what what it means is that we don't have a unified hope and vision Mm. for society at large. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's hurting the church big time. And it could start with something as simple as understanding a right interpretation. I I think the literalist hermeneutic Mm. has been ingrained in our minds and we're still holding on to the residual and residue of that. Mm. Even when we reject it in, in word, we reject the literalist hermeneutic, mm-hmm. the interpretations and the worldview that it created for us is still sitting in there. Mm. So we've got to deconstruct this erroneous hermeneutic and we've got to study, study, study and rightly divide the scriptures mm. so that we can understand truly what we are being told by Jesus Christ. Yeah. So next time when we gather on Rapture Radio, we'll talk a little bit more about interpreting it literarily, typologically. Maybe we'll even get into looking at the historical context and the grammatical context and things like that. That'll be super helpful. But what we don't do is run around stomping our feet and... You know, shaking our fists. The Bible's literal. Period. End of discussion. No, that's simplistic. <laughs> it's not helpful. Yeah. And in fact, the the if you stick to that before you even start to read the Bible, mm. you're like, I'm going to do this literal, and I open the Bible and go for it. You're going to create all manner of trouble for yourself. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining with us. Join us again next time. Um, Typology, Christology, good hermeneutics. It's going to be exciting times for you all to come in and and plug into those things. As always, you can go to wearechristchurch.com, get connected to more resources that we have readily available. You can also search Christchurch Media on Facebook. You can find all kinds of things and go to your favorite podcast app. Um, whatever it may be, and look for Christchurch, We Are Christchurch, all the things. Mm -hmm. And if you go to SermonAudio.com, you can find tons of sermon resources from all of our pastors and podcasts and all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Just search keyword, We Are Christchurch. And let me just add this one thing. If you're looking for all the Rapture Radio um, uh, archives, you go to Sermon Audio, you can search by series. Oh. You choose Rapture Radio, and you can get all the Rapture Radio talks. Boom. You can get them pulled up right there. Thank you guys again so much for joining with us, and we'll see you all next time. See you.